What's up, men, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. Well, if you've been keeping up at all with what's going on, at least currently, presently, uh, you have seen that sports leagues all over are just shutting down left and right. And so it started with the NBA. Uh, it then moved to, I think, the NHL, MLS, soccer, if, if we're going to call that a sport. Nah. Uh, that shut down. Baseball said, hey, we're suspending our season. And, uh, and even March Madness. Can you guys believe that? March Madness. That's wild. What am I going to – I don't no have more. a bracket to fill out. I need something to fill out. Right. To make me feel like I can be perfect and then just destroy my hopes. Exactly. So exactly. one time a year you get to use a pen. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, use, I use a pencil. Okay, I, I yeah. erase oh, it. I'm gotcha. like, no, I had I that. You. I had I that. You. Oh yeah, that was what I had. Yeah. I had that upset. Yeah, but in in, in that maybe that's a move that's going to help the economy, right? Because maybe. how many people like take off work to uh, to watch March Madness? Which, yeah. speaking of which, uh, I, I found out recently that um, from a, a guy that's a, a urologist that helps men make sure that their families are, are done. If you guys are picking up on what I'm putting yep. down there, yep. yeah. So he was saying that he had, in March, a ton of people schedule that surgery, men schedule that surgery, because you get time off work built in. Stop so all of the No lie. All of these men scheduled their, uh, their surgery Smart. for March so that they could be at home and watch, watch I, I March. Just got, I got to sit up on the couch. My doctor told me to. Right. I cannot move. Here's my prescription and, right here. It says sit. Yeah. And now TV. all of their wives are just laughing at yeah. them. Because not only do they not have March Madness, but there's nothing. There's, there's no sports. No Sports. Well, I, right I guarantee there might be an increase in uh, in childbirth because it's like you know what I don't need that surgery. Yeah. Then boom. <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, exactly. I thought I was supposed to have it. And now I have twins, and Dude, now you have five. Oh, that's, that's, close yeah. to home. I, I saw you. Well, it, it was crazy. I was at my son's baseball game the other night when the whole Utah Jazz situation with Oklahoma City Thunder happened. And you just heard the rippling of like conversation through the crowd of parents watching. It was like once NBA got canceled, it was yeah. like, oh, this is real. Yeah, this is real now. Yeah. And it was just interesting to see that, just that reaction. Big deal. Yeah, and what we're talking about, obviously, if you guys haven't uh, picked up on it yet, and maybe you're listening to this a decade from now, and you're going, "What in the world is going on?" Yeah, uh, and we like to 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 date our podcasts so that they're irrelevant after a while. But this one is significant, I think, because right now the coronavirus—that's what we're talking about, right? And that is such an enormous thing on our cultural landscape. And we wanted to address it. We wanted to take it head on. And we wanted to talk about the issue of anxiety, because if you're not feeling anxious right now, maybe your wife is feeling anxious right now. Maybe your kids are feeling anxious right now. And certainly if, if you've been to Costco, you know that your neighbors are feeling anxious right oh, now, yeah. right? It's, it's a zoo out there, literally. Have you guys been to the grocery store recently, Costco? Yes. Yeah, like, I'm just trying to get toilet paper and paper towels, and it's, dri- it's driving me crazy. And even in, I don't know if it's everywhere, but in Southern California, like baby wipes are flying off the shelf. I'm like, hello, people. I got real problems here with kids. You got that a real are pooping, baby at home. They're pooping. I need those wipes, and people are like, it oh, says I just- baby wipes. It does. It's literally for babies. And I, I saw like an elderly person like grabbing some to wipe their face. I'm like, I, I need that for the, the butt, like right. to wipe. Uh, I can't go cotton. Cotton cloth diapers, so uh, help. Yeah, me. don't go cotton diapers. Did you do that with your kids, Brandon? Cotton diapers. We, we did for one of them. That was a horrible. Whoa, mistake. yikes, yeah, it was dude! Bad. Whoa, it was bad. that's it was a lot bad. of work. It was that's bad. not it was quality bad. manhood. No, it was not. It was bad. Did you have like the safety pin, like the extra large one that they? they we had it? some systems in place. We don't need to get into it, but I'm a new creation now. We do things okay. a lot differently. That's fair. Yes. So what do we do with our anxiety, right? That's what we're here really to talk right. about. And uh, whether it's you out there right now, man, you're listening to this, you're driving to work, you're thinking to yourself, man, what is this going to look like? Am I still, what, what happens if my job shuts down? Or maybe you're listening to this going, man, my work already shut down. I don't know what my pay situation is going to look like. 
I don't know if my family's going to be able to find food next week, um, let alone toilet paper, right? I mean, like the, the real things that are, are pressing on you, weighing on your heart. And, and you know what the Bible says, that we shouldn't be anxious, but you don't really know, okay, but how do I practically put that to, to work? And that's what we want to talk to you about. And that passage, one of them at least, that says that we shouldn't be anxious is Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, which says this. It says from the Apostle Paul, it says, Do not be anxious about anything. And if we just stopped right there, and if there was a period there, man, that would not be super helpful, right? right. Because the thought is, okay, thanks, Paul. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right, don't be anxious for anything. Mm-hmm. There's no. no exception clauses to that. All right, well, great. Good. How do I do that? Though? Right. But the reality is there's not a period, right? He keeps going on. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So, man, that's the passage that we want to talk about together. That's, that's what we want to tackle in, in this episode is how do we deal with our anxiety the way that Paul wants us to. And the first thing that he, he instructs us to do is pray. Kellen, how are we supposed to pray, at least as, as Paul begins there? Yeah, I think before we even get into that, just taking a step back and understanding the context of, like, some people might say, well, easy for you to say, Paul. Well, right. it wasn't easy for him to say, right? right? If we remember, Paul is in prison. And Paul is not being treated nicely. Every day he wakes up might be his last day on earth. He's, he, he's under a lot of scrutiny and a lot of torture and pain and all of that. And he's still saying, uh, don't be anxious. Yeah. Don't be anxious. Yeah. And he, he's telling his, you know, the people at the, in the Philippi that, uh, you know, I, I'm not anxious because I know God is, is taking care of me and he's sovereign and he has me here for a reason. And at the end of the day, even if I die, it's, it's me being closer to the Lord. So I, I gain in that sense. So I think first and foremost, understanding who's saying this, mm-hmm. why he's saying it, right. um, and not putting ourselves in a situation to say, well, it's easy for him to say, because it's not. And so right. that helps with context. But then to answer your question, the the pray with Thanksgiving piece is, is understanding that you know, God has us where we are for a reason and, and thanking him for all the good that he's done. I mean, e- even if we think about this coronavirus and this situation right now, like most of us that are listening to this um, are, you know, we're, we're not affected just yet. Maybe maybe we will be. Um, and the other piece of it is like, you know, most of us, a, a lot of us in this situation, you might have doctors, you might have ability to go um get checked or you might have the ability to, you know, be in a home where you're you're not exposed to everything and you might have toilet paper. You might have toilet paper, which I'm I'm running low on. But all of those things again, like we we have good health. We have immune system. We right. have the ability to, you know, still be able to go out there and eat where uh, God's blessed us with that. He's given yeah. us a gift. So don't forget about just because we have this right in front of us now, all the gifts that God gives us. Again, right. we, we talk about it a lot, but again, our heart beating. Right. It, it always brings me back to that. There's zero that I'm doing to control that. And the minute that that stops, if it doesn't beat on pace, I collapse. Right. Uh, and that happens. And God's sustaining all of that right. without us having to do anything. So be thankful for all that God's given us. And, you know, he, he promised us that this life's not going to be easy. He's going to bring calamity. And that calamity is to uh, ultimately point our attention to him. But some people don't get it. So right. understand we need to be thankful and, and giving God that thanks and glory, even in the midst of struggle. Right. And, and even if that's not the coronavirus, even if that's, right. 
you know, you're having marriage problems that are weighing on your heart, or you are, you know, your kids are, are not walking with the Lord and that's a burden and that's giving you anxiety or things aren't going well at work and that's giving you an anxiety. That, that ability to stop and begin in the way that we deal with our anxiety by bringing them to the Lord, by giving thanks is such a good perspective shift for us and allows us to remind ourselves, like Kellen was saying there, of all that really is good in our lives and the gifts that God has given us, which is helpful for us. And we need to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because ultimately our lives need to f- be first and foremost about worshiping uh, God yep. and giving thanks to Him. How, Brandon, how about, what do we do, though, with the things that are burdening us? God wants to hear about those things, right? Yeah, well, I mean, we need to make our requests, make them known to God. We need to we need to be in prayer. Um, I just experienced this last night. We, we gathered together. I have, a, I have a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, and my wife and I were doing bedtime, and I noticed on my daughter's face, you know, you, when your kid has got something on their mind, you can tell. And she was sad and scared. Uh, honestly, she'd been heard some things from kids at school. Somebody said something, and it had just kind of been... So the experts. The experts, absolutely. Maybe <laughs> right. you can listen to a fourth grader who's going to tell you what the doctors know and don't know and all this yeah. stuff. you got to do it. Uh, but it had been weighing on her since 2 o'clock that afternoon, and here it is, 9 o'clock. We just finished a ministry at, at church, and we're home, and we're settled down, going to bed, and you just see it. And, and you start talking to her, and she starts to cry, and, and she's sad, and she's scared, and she's not sure what she's hearing. And we stopped right there, and we prayed to God, and mm-hmm. we and we we expressed that. We she, I had her pray. She expressed what she was fearful of, and we made those requests known to God. And just that, just that one, getting it off your chest, but knowing you're praying to the Almighty Father, the creator of the universe, right. I mean, what comfort you have, and to see that. That even in a 10-year-old who is still, you know, she's not a Christian yet. Pray, I pray to God every day. She will be one day. But just to see that happen in her life and to see that reaction and to see the, the response of just being able to make that known was incredible. And, it, yeah. and we as adults need to be doing that as well. Just because we're a Christian and we know we're, we're okay and all these things, we need to be going to prayer, going to God at all times right. and, and be praying for people who don't have that relationship with, right. with the Lord. Uh, and, and just having that be the first thing that we're doing. It's not checking Twitter. It's not checking the latest news. It's not you know trusting in in man. It's trusting in what what God is doing and and, and what is our our communication with Him. Right, yeah. right. When Paul says don't be anxious, he, he's not saying God doesn't want to hear your your issues. God doesn't want to deal with your problems. Instead, this idea of praying and and he says no, bring your concerns, make your requests known to God. Does God already know them? For sure. Yep. But does he want us in full dependence on him and on his goodness and his sovereignty to bring those to him? Absolutely. Psalm 55, 22, uh, David picks up on a similar theme. He says, cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous person be shaken or fall. Um, it's such a, a good thing for us to do to pray and make our request made known to God. And, and Paul says the result there is that we're going to have a peace that we're going to receive in exchange. Now, does that mean, man, all of everything I was worried about is gone, and now I've got peace because name it and claim it, and nope. boom, I'm good yeah, to go, right? Not quite. No. Not quite. No, it's the peace that surpasses understanding, and it guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And if you think about anxiety, anxiety goes after those two places, doesn't it? It goes after your thought life, and it goes after that inner feeling of just turmoil and and unrest that you have, the, the heart, right? The inner person there. And Paul is saying that you, when you, you go to the Lord in prayer in the face of anxiety, you are going to have a peace from the Lord, a peace that guards your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And that's not a peace that's bound by circumstances, but one that surpasses understanding. Yeah. Um, and there's so many testimonies. You guys listening probably have heard people talk about in the face of it, uh, uh, an unbelievable amount of adversity, 
they're able to pray in the peace that God has given them in response to that. I'm sure you guys have have heard stories about that too, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, it comes up it comes up a lot, and even that peace. One thing about that peace is it's not going to give you the answer to everything, and that's what people. Uh, want that peace to do is like, okay, I'll have peace once you lay it all out and make me understand why this is happening, what's happening, and give me full context behind it. But that peace is, is being able to, to humble ourselves. And, and the passage that comes to mind is 1 Peter 5, 6, and se- 5, 6 through 7. And it says, uh, Peter says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And it, it starts off with, with humble yourself. And humble yourself means understand that God's in control and you're not. And being able to submit to that and 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 be be good with that and, and rest in that and have comfort in that. And as we laughed about earlier with the Costco thing, I was reading an article and most people go after toilet paper and paper towels because it gives them some sort of control and comfort of like, if I get this, I have no idea why, I still don't understand it, but if I get this, it puts me in control over something. And God's saying the complete opposite. It's like, look, I, I'm bringing these calamities and these things that happen for you to humble yourself and realize, you know what, I don't have control, but you know who does? Right. God. It's not total right. chaos. So if I just rely upon him and know that he's in control, I can have that peace that I don't have the answer to. I don't know when this coronavirus is going to end, but I know God does. He's in right. full control. Right. Right, and that, that's, yeah, that's huge right there is, is just taking these and trusting him and uh, so much of that peace, yeah, again, like Kellen was saying, comes from our confidence in, uh, in his control over our lives. But the, the passage doesn't end there, and I think sometimes we end after that in the peace of God, and that's how we deal with anxiety, but Paul also addresses our thought life, too, in verse 8. And again, being that so much of our anxiety begins in the mind, uh, with what we're thinking about and what we're filling our mind with. I think verse 8 in Philippians chapter 4 is so helpful to include in our battle against anxiety. And again, that verse says this, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about, or in some translations, dwell on these things. Let those things control your thought life. And so, so many times in counseling or even in, in men's Bible study, as I'm preaching to a room full of men, I'm talking about Philippians 4, 8 as the, the, the thought grid that we have to put over our minds, metaphorically speaking, and we need to pass every single thing that we are dwelling on, that we are thinking on, that we are filling our, our, our minds with. We need to pass those thoughts through this thought grid of Philippians 4, 8. And so, as we think about that, um, how, what would that practically look like, Brandon, maybe to, to use that as the grid to help us control our thoughts that might lead us into anxiety? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, assess where, where are you getting information from? Like in a situation like this, where, where are you getting news on, you know, this pandemic that's going on? Where are you getting this news on this calamity that's happening? Who are, who are your, the people that you're communicating with and coordinating with and, and, and talking to about what's going on? And uh, analyze that, right? Is, is it coming from an honorable place? Is it, is it, is it truth beyond that? Is it, is it through the, the lens of Scripture? Is, is it putting the Bible first and what you're looking through? And then, you know, having that wherewithal to understand understand like, okay, if it's not, I need to make an adjustment here. I need to, I need to shift how I'm consuming the content that's coming into me that's causing this, this anxiety. If I'm dealing with a certain situation, have I gone to prayer? Have I, have I dealt with anything um, that is, you know, isn't honorable, isn't truth? You know, and, and just kind of having that mindset, uh, I, I think would obviously be helpful. 
Yeah, in, the, in that first one there, is it true? That's yeah. right there. a lot of times we're going to stop right there with our anxious thoughts because a lot of times our anxious thoughts are fueled by the lies of the devil, the lies right. of the enemy, right? And so you're sitting there going, man, what if they shut down schools and uh, we don't have childcare and what's going to happen? And man, is, am I going to lose my job? Is my wife going to lose my job? Are we going to be able to have food in the pantry? You know, what's, am I going to get this, this virus and yeah. what would happen then? And what's, and you start just spiraling out of control. And if we will stop and go to Philippians 4, 8 and say, okay, right now though, what is true? Yeah. And remind yourself that God is sovereign, that God is on the throne, that this has not caught him off guard, that he is working all things together for the good of those who love him, that he knows the beginning from the end, and that he is the God of all creation, that he is the Lord even over this virus, that mm-hmm. he is the one that is, is all-powerful and almighty, and he is the one that's governing things, not some earthly authority or governor or health organization or anything else. If, if we will get there to that, even just that what is true, let alone the rest of it, yeah. that's going to help us in our battle with anxiety. Yeah, and the, the last part of it, just to bookend it, is it says, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm-hmm. And so I think what, what's worthy of praise here and what I would, you know, I, I've been challenging myself this week is this is an awesome on-ramp to the gospel, Boom. where so many people are out there just thinking like, man, what are we supposed to do here? This, like, I went to the grocery store last night, and it was a frenzy in there, Yep. and people are like, it's so crazy right now, and you know what? It, 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 it is crazy, but it's not so crazy when you have Christ, and when you have hope, when you know that this, this life is, is exactly how it's, how it's happening. Like God planned it to be this way so we can long for eternity right. and we can long for a better place. And so we think about, is there anything worthy of praise? Absolutely. And the praise part of it is we, we pray that God gets magnified here. We pray that God, people turn their attention from seeing that, you know what, I thought I was in control, but maybe there is a God. Maybe let me, let me go on a truth quest. And I think us as, as Christian men listening to this podcast, go out there as, as people are talking about, uh, coronavirus, don't shy away from when people say like, hey, are you are you panicking? You can say no. Like, is there a little bit of a, you know, just wondering what's going to happen? Sure. We're not going to say like, you're supposed to be like, nope, no, nothing's never going to happen. We're, we're just going to continue to... Yeah, don't cook. write it off. Like, yeah. it's no big deal. Because we're, we're called to be wise too. But at the same time, we can tell people that, look, I don't fear. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear because I trust in him and use that as a gospel on-ramp. And uh, you know, God's putting that right in front of us now, so we need to be praise, praising that and, and, and right. capitalizing on the opportunity to share the gospel, point people to Christ while they're vulnerable. Right. Yeah. Right. Loving people well. If you see your neighbors outside and they're willing to stop and talk to you, ask them how they're doing. Hey, how are you guys doing with all this stuff right now? Right. You know, and you start the conversation. Don't even wait for somebody right. to come up to you and be like, hey, how are you doing? You ask. Hey, so what do you think about all this right now? Yeah. Man, people are ready to talk, and they're, they're going to talk about their fears and their vulnerabilities, their anxieties. And I would imagine at some point they'll turn it around to you. Otherwise you can say, you know what, man, I I understand where you're coming from and I feel a little bit of that too, but dude, you know what's given me a piece that enables me to put one foot in front of the other and not panic right now is my relationship with Christ. Can I I tell you about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, anxiety, it is... It is no joke, and it is something, whether this is, you know, you're listening to this this week, and this is still in the news and still developing, or you're listening to this, you know, two years from now, three years from now, and you're going, oh, yeah, I remember that. Anxiety is still real in your life. There are things in your life that are pressing on you, weighing on you, uh, causing you to, to, to have doubts and questions and concerns. And so, man, I, I just pray that this passage from Philippians 4 will be 
just a help to you, a tool, a resource in your tool belt to know how to battle um, and how to think biblically and think God, uh, in, in a godly manner about this subject of anxiety. And if you're thinking about it, pray for Kellen because apparently he's running low on toilet paper <laughs> and baby wipes. And, uh, and that could be a, a bad thing at his house coming up. So he needs it the can. peace of Christ that surpasses understanding. I do. Um, on that front. So anyways, man, we are uh, thankful for you guys tuning in. Again, if you have enjoyed this podcast, we would love for you to jump on whatever platform it is that you listen on and, uh, and just rate the, the podcast, leave a review. Uh, it helps just get the podcast further out there, reach more people. Um, again, our desire is that this, this podcast would grow and, and reach more men and, and just continue to shape us and challenge us to be uh, godly leaders of our, our families, of our homes, and certainly, most importantly, and foundational to all that, that it would just challenge us to be uh, godly men before our God and, and our Savior Jesus Christ as well. So we'll be praying for you all to that end this week. <laughs>